We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Action fanatics, welcome to another edition of the Bulletproof Podcast. I am your host, Chris the Brain, and joining me, as he does each and every episode, well, almost, Chad Cruz. Chad, how are you, sir? It's it's the holiday season. It is the holiday season, and like any uh, podcast worth uh, worth anything, we're doing a holiday film today, and, and, and I, I, I wish... Ah, oh, man, there's just so many good Christmas action films out there. There are so many wonderful movies. Um, that don't involve action, but when you're, when you're talking about Christian action movies, uh, it's hard to look past the one we're going to be talking about today as being uh, one of the better ones out there. And it's not just a Christmas action movie. It's a Batman Christmas what? action movie. So you knew we had to call in the man himself, the ultimate Batman fan, Ian Garriott, back with us. Cap, welcome back to the Bulletproof Podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, like you said, another Batman uh, movie, and especially around Christmas time. I'm excited. But before we get into the movie, I have a question for you, sir. Uh, now, I have heard that at Halloween time, you go all out with the decorations at your house. Is is it the same hold true for Christmas? Are you the, like the Griswold house on your street, Cap? No, I, I'm really low-key on Christmas. Oh, I, I have so much Halloween stuff that by the time uh, Halloween is over, I'm exhausted. Have, yeah. have you considered have just any... putting Santa hats on all of the clowns? <laughs> yeah, there are guys that do that. They just do, leave they them do them up for on, on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. This is a family neighborhood, so I can get away with it during Halloween time. But uh, Christmas, it's got to be just nice, pretty lights. Mm. Okay, well... Another thing I want to talk about, Chad, is, you know, we were part of the big Geekscape live stream-tacular, the third annual to raise money for Big Brothers and Big Sisters, and the results are in. $2,000 was raised, so another kid will get a Big Brother or Big Sister. Fantastic. So, mission accomplished. Yeah. Mission accomplished, and yeah, great to be a part of it. You can, uh, of course, check out our Scrooge discussion. Uh, on the Geekscape YouTube channel, and I'll put a link on bulletproofaction.com if you want to check that out if you missed it. Um, And uh, yeah, so we're going to get into our Batman discussion here in a moment. But of course, I want to remind everybody to check out bulletproofaction.com, the official website of the Bulletproof Podcast. And it's again, it's the holiday season over there as well. Uh, Casper Van Dien, Christmas Twister. Let me tell you what. (laughs) <laughs> that's a special movie and that's uh going to be on the site if it's not already on there it will be momentarily and I, as i teased last time chad it's going to be a merry christmas indeed this uh, christmas weekend on bulletproofaction.com so you know you might need to step away you might need to distract yourself you still have to poop uh, on, over the holidays so you know make sure you you pull up uh, bulletproofaction.com 
yep. on your mobile device and enjoy some reading uh, with with yours truly and Chad Cruz and whoever else we rope into doing some work for us this week. Yeah, some random French guy. It could be, you know, some random French guy could say, hey, I have an interview with so-and-so. Would you like to publish it? And I will say, yes, sir. Because that's You're a damn right. I, I don't have to do any work. So yes, <laughs> I, I will take the day off, especially here over the holidays. All right, we are going to take a quick break and then we will return to talk Batman Returns. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to the Bulletproof Podcast. Chris the Brain, Chad Cruz, Ian Garriott. We are here talking Batman Returns one of the best Christmas action movies of them all. And this one released 30 years ago this year, this past summer, June 19th, 1992. Again, we got Tim Burton back in the director's seat. Uh, Michael Keaton back as Batman. And another key piece is the great Danny Elfman providing the, the score here. Uh, would you guys say that the, this is like the definitive Batman music? Elfman is the definitive Batman music, much like John Williams is the the man when you think about Superman. I, I'm going to have to say, yeah, Cap. What do you, I mean, I, I, to me, when I hear that song, I think Batman, and when I see Batman, I think of that song. So it kind of works both ways. Yeah, I agree, 100. percent You know, even all the you follow the films that came after uh, the Tim Burton films, they never really had a like a definitive uh, you know theme song. Um, but you can always go back to uh, Danny Elfman's Batman uh, intro. Uh, I mean, even I think Lego, the Lego movies used it as well. And I, and I believe some of the video games out there have used it. So I would agree a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I know obviously the first two movies, the animated series. So yeah, it was the, to me, it, the, the Batman soundtrack. Is it, is it still, I mean, are we talking, is it better than Batman? Is it better than that? They're both. It's how do I say this? It's um because Chad, you know, I like I listen I listen to music movie soundtracks all the time, and I have a my my own playlist that's just Batman stuff. So if you're you're asking me to rate which one is better, or I, I can't do it, right? It's like you have more kids. Which one's your favorite? So, right, um, I have a favorite. The the nineteen. <laughs> I only have one, so I. <laughs> but nineteen sixty six is classic in its own, you know, in its own right. And but I think Danny Elfman's Batman theme is. It's got to be. It, 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 I, I know I'm kind of like backtracking here. I'm going to say yeah. I'm yeah, going to say it, yeah. It's when perfect. I, when I it's really perfect. I mean, and it, it really. It definitely fits the visual that that uh, yeah, right. Tim Burton goes for. It, it matches perfectly, right? And it, I mean, and it truly sets the tone. You know, as the film opens with uh, right. with the Cobblepots, this rich family and their massive mansion and their wonderful 
you know, their, their living arrangement that they have is, is immaculate and, and super fancy. And then they have this disgusting child <laughs> that was brought into the world <laughs> with flippers instead with of hands, flippers as hands. And, and we get to see as the film opens, they're abandoning this, uh, as brain would say, grotesque offspring. <laughs> I was, I was being kind in my write-up, I thought. That's pretty kind, yeah. But they, they're kinder than them because they do uh, snatch this baby up and they throw him into the river just to kind of wash their hands of this uh, this little creature that they had. But you got to give it up. I mean, they had a high-quality basket because that thing, you know, sailed quite a bit. Yeah. Right. If it was some cheap kind of like great value basket, that baby would have probably been dead, unfortunately. Is that a burger? Probably, I don't. Yeah, they were around that. Yeah, they were around that. yeah. If it was know, a great I, value if, basket, he that the it would have broken, and this this movie wouldn't have ever happened. There would have right. been no penguin. If I if I can weigh in here in the beginning, you were talking about Tim Burton. You're talking about this scene, and um, I want to go if if I can tell a little bit. I worked at the movie theater when this came out, so I was 17, and. Uh, there was a whole kind. There was a whole bunch of hype around this movie, and it was, and, you know, I was there opening weekend, uh, AMC Six in Columbus, and uh, which is no longer a movie theater now. Um, but I remember, and maybe you guys remember that this too, um, that McDonald's ended up after the showings of this film, ended up saying, "Hey, wait a second. We're not sure we want to endorse this film because they had, they had like their little lunch boxes and the, you know little little yeah, happy, happy meals, meals and all that kind of stuff, little yeah. toys and all. And then they had, I remember them having a NASCAR that they, I'm pretty sure they had the emblem, the Batman Returns emblem pulled off of their NASCAR that they were sponsoring. But what I'm why I'm, why I'm mentioning that is what I wanted to ask you guys. Either you know now or you'll know later when we're talking. You know, at what point when you're watching this film? Do you say, I don't think this is a kid's film. Like the more I watch, I'm like, all right, there are things happening here that this definitely is not a kid's film. So I, you know, I could see why McDonald's was like, whoa. Um, but for me, it's pretty much the very beginning when mom and dad on Christmas throw their kid off a bridge into the water. <laughs> I'm like, that's where we're starting off. That this, you know, the ride that we're about ready to take is that this kid was just basically discarded. Yeah, Burton's dark, man. He's dark. Yeah, it's like the you know making a murderer. That's just like making a you know mass super, super villain, villain or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and, and as I said, the opening credits go go as the baby penguin makes his journey to uh, end up with a flock of penguins. Is that a thing? A flock of penguins? It's a flock of seagulls. I know. Um, they're, they're I don't my know. Favorite. Let's look that up. Um, It's always interesting uh, on an audio thing where you yeah. just stop to look something up. It's, on land, they're called a waddle of penguins. A waddle. Yeah. That makes sense. In, they the water, in the water, they're called a raft. There you About go. I, I still like a flock. Uh, yeah. But you know what? I, I have that, you know, I don't want to you know, run this thing three hours long, but I do is I have some questions about how this baby is raised by penguins. Uh, yeah. Was there like a, a, like a formula bottle somewhere or like a teat of some kind? Teat. I don't, 
Yeah, there's probably a teat involved, I would guess. How was Tarzan raised by apes? Well, apes are primates. Yeah, that's true. These are penguins, so they I guess they could just like, you know, regurgitate shit into his mouth. Mm, yeah, could be. We're just anyway. yeah. I think we're probably digging too deep. Uh, yeah, I, didn't, I never thought about it that much. <laughs> it's, I'm like, I just enjoy the ride. I'm like, okay. Uh, so now we're we're in present day. Uh, it's Christmas time in Gotham once again, and there's there's all over the news Penguin Man sightings, Penguin Man sightings. So, uh, but it's also a big night because it's going to be the annual Christmas tree lighting ceremony. Uh, and we see the penguins POV shot. He's in the sewer watching all everything start to come together. Um, we see Alfred doing a little Christmas shopping. Uh, what do you get? I mean, who's Alfred? I would assume he's uh, getting from Master Bruce. But what do you get the man who has everything? Oh, man, that's a good question. I'd say it's probably some sort of like a Vaseline to put under his <laughs> suit so it's not rubbing real weird. Okay, yeah. So his teeth doesn't get a rash. <laughs> So we get, uh, and we see Shrek's department store. Now Shrek is uh, the store named after Max Shrek. And I'm going to ask the question I asked, uh, I think on our last Batman thing, was Max Shrek a comic book guy or was this just a a character invented for the movie? Ian, you're the expert. uh, That's a stretch, but I will, I, I believe he was created for the movie. But I'd have and to look what, it up. What a character he is, too. Played by oh, great. Christopher Walken. Um, and he's got a big plan, Chad Cruz. He wants mm-hmm. to make a new power plant in Gotham, yeah. despite there seemingly being no need for one. He wants right. to, to make one anyway, and the mayor is kind of against it. You know, he's not sold for sure. And uh, that's going to become a, a, a key piece to this. Uh, and we then meet Max's new personal assistant. In the form of Miss Selena Kyle. Yeah, she's a she's a personal assistant she, or secretary, as some might call her. Right. Um, but she does a very bold thing, and she kind of interrupts during the meeting with the mayor and and, uh, and Max Shrek, and she does it in a very awkward way. They all kind of laugh at her. She's an awkward woman. And just kind of move on. Yeah, she's got her little nerdy glasses on, but um, and she has her, you know eccentricities but uh yeah i mean it's selena kyle we all know what's going to happen to her at some point so it's just a matter of time before she turns into some uh other type of crime criminal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and of course played by michelle pfeiffer uh we meet uh max's son chip and i love that chip like does his best walking when he talks right i don't think right. i noticed it the last rewatch but man I was like he is doing a Christopher Walken impersonation, which is perfect. He's his son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, and he's around him all the time. Right. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And uh, so he shows up. He's like, hey, Dad. Hey, Mr. Mayor, we got to get down to this big tree lighting ceremony. Um, and we get a little, we get some more of that friction, Chad, between the Max and the mayor. Because he's talking recall. Yeah. Yeah, Max has got a lot of power in the city, uh, no pun intended, and uh, he wants to have more power. So, you know, if the mayor is going to stand in his way, then Max isn't going to allow that to happen. Now, he doesn't, like the mayor says, you don't have a candidate. 
which of course later on he he does find a candidate in a way but <laughs> at this point he the mayor is kind of right max doesn't have a candidate but what max does have is, is as he as he finally does give his speech here in a few minutes he kind of has the people in the palm of his hand he does the people love him um and even though he does not have his speech that he wrote out uh and that's not good if you're selena kyle because that was her job to make sure he had his his notes but max being the man he is just wings it throws out some bull crap about world peace and unconditional love and everybody just laps it up um and but then things go crazy because the red triangle gang shows up and this whole thing goes haywire ian we've got uh we got all kinds of uh circus freaks attacking this is a this is supposed to be a big holiday celebration i don't recall any holiday celebration with circus freaks attacking until well, it is gotham city that is true i've never yeah. never lived in gotham <laughs> and i I, I do think that the Red Triangle Gang is pretty badass. Like it's a, it's oh, yeah. visually, it's a very cool gang. I mean, they you kind of got everything with the circus freaks. You got the strong man, you got the lady with the poodle, and and uh, the clowns, and the, all the weird Fire skeleton grinder. head guys. The um, organ grinder guy, organ grinder guy. It, it's pretty sweet, really, and and it gives you a lot of people for Batman to punch, which is is great because in, in the first Batman film, I think that. He got a couple of fight scenes, um, but for for me, you know, I'm I'm always like wanting to watch Batman beat someone's ass because he was such a great martial artist and fighter. So I I was happy to see a bunch of just expendable people for him to beat. Yeah, down. I remember playing the Batman Returns video game for the Super Nintendo, and it was it was wonderful because yeah, he just had so much cannon fodder. Yeah, and it was great. It was a great one. Um, so yeah, this is the perfect time for the bat signal to go up because. Gotham City is in indefinite trouble, uh, and he shows up, starts beating people up. Selina gets snagged by a terrifying clown who uh, we just talked about not too long ago, Chad Cruz. Oh, yeah, we did? Oh, yeah, because that clown was played by none other than Branscombe Richmond. Really? I didn't even recognize From him the all that. Taking of Beverly Hills. Yeah. How about that? I'll have to go back and take a peek at that. He did have, like... His makeup around his mouth was like in the shape of a bat signal. Mm, I didn't notice that. That I just, was kind of yeah, odd. Like, yeah. So Batman saves her with a grappling hook in a unique fashion. Uh, yeah, pulling, that's a cool scene. Pulling a chunk of the building out from behind and just knocking him out with basically a brick. And we then, uh, yeah, she's, she's obviously appreciative, but much like most men in her life, he just kind of moves on <laughs> right past her. He did his thing and he's moved on. She picks up a stun gun, which will that come into play later? No. We find out the the gang is there specifically from one Max Shrek. Uh, and uh, Chip saves them temporarily, at least. Um, Commissioner Gordon is, shows up. And Commissioner Gordon has a really... He's like, doesn't even need to be in this movie. It almost feels like. <laughs> No, paycheck, man. <laughs> He's just getting that paycheck. Pat Hingle reprising his role. But yeah, he, he, I think he's in two or three scenes and d- does very little. Especially when you consider the movie we last talked about, The Batman, right. how important Jim right. Gordon is in that one. Where this is like, he's just kind of like basically the 1966. Uh, just like kind of there for a scene or two. And, and it's... 
it's funny too because you said the the most recent uh, the Batman film that we covered uh, last year, I believe. The early this year, Chad. I know it's, it's been year. a long year. God, five years ago we covered that one. Uh, <laughs> the Gotham PD is just so much better at their job, and even in the Christopher Nolan universe, the the police department they actually did things. Uh, right. it, and it feels like in Tim Burton's world, they're just there to fail and, <laughs> and instantly like quick, someone hit the bad signal. Jesus, someone save us. Yeah. They didn't even try. It just was no. immediately put the bad yeah. signal up. Yeah. It was, uh, what he rides in. I, I the commissioner's in the car and then the, like the strong man throw a, a sled. They throw a sled into yeah. the cruiser. And then he says, call Batman. Yeah, call. This is enough for me. It's like, uh oh, they they threw a sled. Yeah. (laughs) What could be next? He didn't have any more sleds. That was it. You can't carry like one sled is pretty cumbersome, so you can only carry one at a time. Even for a strong man. So Max, though, while all this is going on, Max ends up in the Arctic world at the zoo, which is where Penguin calls. That's his lair, basically, in there, Um, and. We meet Penguin Man, played by the one and only Danny DeVito. Um, Penguin and him have a conversation. Basically, you know, they're both monsters, but people respect Max where they just think Penguin is a freak who lives in the sewer, which at this point, Penguin is a freak who lives in a sewer. So they're kind of right in that regard. They probably should not respect Max, but they don't know the things that Penguin knows, Chad Cruz. No, and you know, being a, a creature of the sewers, he has learned quite a few things about Gothamites, and and uh, in particular things about Max Shrek and and some of the dirty deeds he's gotten himself into, including the uh, toxic waste that his company has been pumping into the sewers and the water supply, and then uh, I think one of his old business partners, yes, his, his, his hand, hand survived, and, and Lord Fred. knows what other body parts that he has. Yes, Fred. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, his name was Fred, I think. And it's great, too, because, you know, the Penguin has got so much character. And, you know, he's like, he knows, you know, Max is kind of talking around things like, oh, yeah, he's a he's extended vacation or something like that. And and Penguin's like, oh, is that right? Because uh, he already knows that the guy's dead. You know, and as great as uh, obviously Danny DeVito is here, you, you kind of get the feeling that Jack Nicholson set that bar so high in the original that they were like, we got to hedge our bets and have as many great characters in here as possible because they probably rightfully so were like, is anyone going to be able to match up to Nicholson's Joker? And you've got two right here. I mean, you've got Danny DeVito's excellent as the penguin. And then you got Max Shrek, Christopher Walken, and we have not even met our third kind of villain, uh, but maybe more of a tweener. Uh, we'll, We'll meet her here very shortly. Um, so basically Max realizes he better get on board with the penguin and whatever he wants, because the penguins kind of got him, got him where he wants him. He's got to agree to this. So Max is on board, but now we're going to, we're going to see our, our friend Selena Kyle and her sad empathetic life. Yeah, it, it is kind of sad, but it's not as sad as some people the penguin the penguin the penguins is pretty damn sad he got thrown into a river as a as a newborn and she's like oh my mom called me and my boyfriend broke up with me i mean she had a boyfriend that's impressive um that's something 
And yeah. she's got cats everywhere, but you know, some people love cats. So I don't think it's as bad as maybe it could have been, but you know, it's a, it's a hell of a lot better than, well, I don't know. It's probably wor way worse than like the other cat womans that we've seen in the other films, you know, Anne Hathaway, she, she did, she wasn't pathetic at all. Was she? No, I don't think so. No, no. Pretty self-confident, pretty self-confident. And this new one, she's actually just kind of a badass. Yeah. But Selena, she was, again, awkward. Uh, maybe not the smoothest, but uh, that's going to change here in a bit. But another thing on her answering machine, and yes, yes, kids listening, you didn't just, you weren't able to check your messages wherever you were. <laughs> you had to wait till you got home to uh, check your messages back in the day. Um, and she, she left herself a message that she was supposed to do something with the Bruce Wayne file before the meeting, which, of course, she forgot because she is a silly heart and a absent-minded at times so she races back to the office but guess who else is coming back to the office our buddy max after his harrowing evening in the sewers um finds selena and selena i think she was trying to show how industrious she was uh but it kind of backfires on her because she was doing things that max did not want her to do yeah it's yeah it's not a great look. I, I and she is new in this position, I believe. Correct. Mm -hmm. So maybe this isn't the best thing to do as a new person. Maybe you know you've been working together for some time. Uh, getting into these encrypted files isn't a terrible thing, but yeah, at this point in her career, it 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 proves uh, to be not such a good move. Yeah, the the great the great line there. What do curiosity do to the cat? And. Uh... You know, Max comes off very intimidating. Um, but it's again, she's like, well, it's not like you can kill me, but we find out otherwise, Ian. Because Max is an evil businessman. I, I love Max. It. I think Max is great. I think I wish we had more Max in this film. You want more Max? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, Max I, is I, your hero, not Batman anymore? No, I didn't say that. I just really okay. enjoyed walking. And uh, he... He really loved, you know, nailed being a bad guy and a guy that you're like, man, I don't like him at all, but I really love watching him on the screen. Yeah, he pushes her out the window and she ends up in the alley and then somehow stray cats bring her back to life. They lick her back to life. I, yeah, I never understood that, but it is what it is. You know, uh, it's uh, it's one of those Hollywood superhero uh, magical things that happens. I guess the same way that the penguin was raised by penguins. Uh, I guess we'll just accept that this happened as well. Yeah, it, it, this is definitely one of those. You just just move on. Just okay, that's yeah. cool. She's back to life. I'm she not going to question. I'm not questioning she, the science behind it. She fell from a super high, yeah, uh, high uh, elevation, and then she was licked by cats, and now she's a slut. Yeah, like the right? cats. <laughs> Like in actuality, the cats probably would have just started gnawing on her and eating her. Hungry, yeah. I guess that one was like chewing on her finger. Maybe. Yeah, was I was just... gonna say I, I remember one kind of like chewing on her hand. Yeah, but uh, the other ones, yeah, just cleaning her up a bit, getting her ready for a night out. I don't know. <laughs> but so, yeah, she's doing that. Uh, she she's back. She comes alive. She goes back home. She drinks a little milk because that's what cats like. And uh, kind of loses her shit a bit and redecorates and 
and then pulls out the old sewing machine because she's she's got something just inspiration has struck and she's going for it but you know what she's super talented oh yeah when when they for for you guys so i guess i i I, the answer for me i know what it is but are there images that you remember in this film at least up to this point or, or like in your brain is there a certain image that or a scene something that like a still frame that's that's burned in your brain when you hear this film you guys know I, I think for the Catwoman character, it's the, uh, you know, the neon sign in the background yeah. Yeah. and her very yeah, first time me. in the suit and like rubbing on herself and she's and feeling uh, yummy, feeling yummy. Yeah. Hell, was it hell here? I think it says in it's the background. Hell here. It, it used to say hello there and she busted yeah. out a couple letters. But I, yeah, I, that, I really that's like kind that. of the one I see. So now we know we've got a, a third element in this movie with the Catwoman, and uh, the mayor is back to address the chaos from last night. Once again, we get the the Red Triangle gang showing up. This time they steal the mayor's baby for heaven's sake! Damn it! Uh, but it's all a publicity stunt because who comes to the rescue but the Penguin? And uh, this starts a whole uh, media craze over the Penguin. And this, you know, is so true to actual life chat crews like how something like this could just catch fire yeah it's it, it's very reminiscent of like you know these viral videos uh where, where somebody posts something and you don't have all the whole story and the next thing you know these people are heroes they have gigantic gofundmes and what have you and people love them and then they dig into them a little bit further and find out they're just a terrible horrible person <laughs> and it was all make-believe or made up or staged or what have you so yeah i mean you could see this totally happening now um and, and you know what it, it, they even kind of they get bruce too bruce is watching the story on the news and he's kind of listening to the penguin talk and and in the moment he's kind of like oh you know he he feels for him so he he feels the humanity in the penguin yeah, it doesn't last long. That's what I caught. Like, I don't think I caught it on my last rewatch, but it's like, oh, okay. And then it's like, no, because a few minutes later, he's, he's being cynical Batman again. Well, yeah. he is a detective at heart, so he starts exactly. digging and digging, and he's like, oh, shit, yeah, this is pretty pretty obvious that the Penguin's involved in this. Yeah, so the Penguin's doing some digging as well. He's at the Hall of Records, supposedly to find out who his parents were. Um, but Bruce thinks he already knows who they were, and he's up to something else. And then he's looking into this red triangle gang and the whole circus thing and the connection of the penguin. Um, so, you know, again, like you just, he's a detective and he's detecting. Um, so, but, but penguin goes on to continue to be a media sensation. He goes to the, to the cemetery, goes to visit the, the grave of his parents, then comes out, tells the world, I am Oswald Cobblepot. But he's, he's such a good man, he forgives his parents for what they did to him. And, and again, the public just eating it all up. And now, though, we're going to get to see Catwoman in action for the first time. Finally, right? It's a, it's, it's a moment in the movie. It seems like you've been introduced to so many cool characters at this point, between the, the Red Triangle Gang and the Penguin and... And Max Shrek and stuff. Finally, like Catwoman gets to do something other than just kind of be pitiful. Um, but when she finally does start doing things, you're like, okay, she is maybe my new favorite character in the movie because the movie's full of people, uh, so full that Batman really doesn't get that much screen time. Right. Uh, so Catwoman, yeah, she yeah. comes to a woman's rescue, whoops this guy's ass, 
um, you know, she's what she say, um, be gentle. It's my first time. Like she's got all these puns and stuff. And of course she, she utters the line, I am Catwoman, hear me roar. And, uh, I think that was when most of the guys in the audience kind of fell in love with her at that point. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was either in the trailer or the commercial. I mean, yeah, that was like yeah. the, the line. Trailer. Um, so she does her thing. Now we get Bruce and Max have their meeting. Bruce is right on the side of the mayor with this. Like, why do we need a new power plant? Um, and obviously he does not know that Max really wants to store up all the power. I'm assuming to then later sell it at a premium down the road, which is, is, is long. He was playing the long game with that uh, power plant. Yeah. Smart. Idea. Um, yeah. Cause that's what he said. He's going to leave to his son. So yeah. So his family would be for, if they owned all the power, well, they'd be good to go for the uh, eternity. Um, so yeah, Bruce, uh, but this is where Bruce gets to meet selena kyle who's who much to max's surprise is still alive because he's pretty sure she should have died after what he did to her the night before <laughs> yeah she kind of comes in she's got a new hairstyle that's uh that's the big difference you know you can you can kind of her her gait her walk is a little bit different but uh yeah from the moment she walks in max just kind of like looks at her in awe uh what the hell is she still doing here and uh she you know, pretends to have amnesia, doesn't know what happened. She's got a little bump on her head and, and, and you can tell immediately that Bruce and is kind of smitten with her. And, uh, eventually Selena escorts Bruce out. And uh, I love when Max says, uh, you know, I, I got bigger fish to fry. And he says, you know, <laughs> something about pushing her out a higher window. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, yeah. He's got a surprise. If she tries he's to got a blackmail surprise. me. Yeah, she right. tries to blackmail me. I'll push her out a higher oh, window. It's it's the it's got to be the best line in the film. <laughs> so great. yeah, it and you know Christopher Walken. We talked about these actors. Like you know, you said Jack Nicholson was so good that these guys really had to to go all in on it. And and I mean Walken always kind of goes all in on everything, but he he just looks so wild in this with his hair, and uh, his he's just so. I, his eyebrows are what I'll tell you what Tim Burton loves eyebrows. I noticed this watching the film, go back and look at, uh, Michael go. Is it Michael go? Is that the Alfred? Yeah. Whatever yes. the hell his name is. His eyebrows are, are insane. They're long as shit. And then, like everybody's got these crazy eyebrows. Penguin's got eyebrows that are, uh, remarkably long. And I, I, that was my, my theory was Tim Burton loves eyebrows. Well, there you go. I mean, I never thought down. about it, but, uh, yeah, I, I certainly will. Uh, so you, you talked about it earlier. Max didn't have a candidate to be in this mayoral recall, but now he feels he does because the penguin is, as we said, a media sensation. So he goes over to penguins, new above the ground layer. And, uh, it's time. He's going to, he's going to pitch this idea about Oswald being the mayor of Gotham city um, he gives him a raw fish to eat because apparently mm. that's what he's used to eating. And when he's not eating the raw fish, he's chomping on the nose of his uh, image consultants or one, the male image consultant in this case, who, who makes a Could bit of a worse. joke at Penguin's uh, expense. Yes. <laughs> Could, be, no. Could be worse. My nose could be yeah. gushing blood. Did anybody notice the, uh, you know, the, the nod to the 60s penguin, the Burgess Meredith penguin. 
with the uh, cigarette. The poke. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, he tried to put the thing. Out. He gave it to him. Yeah. Yeah. I wish he had kept it. Well, that is, I, I, I mean, that's a nod much. to him, but it's also to the character that was created. He does right. have that. So, I mean, even pretty much today, when you, and I know it didn't really have it in the newer film that just came out, but yeah, a lot of a lot of the artists that draw him, even currently, he's got a he's got a cigarette. Now it's probably yeah, an e-cigarette, it right? <laughs> he's got an e-cigarette. He's, he's vaping. He's vaping. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. so Oswald still start kind of. Oh, what would it be like to be a mayor? All right, yeah. that's yeah, it might be you know. And he, he certainly likes some of the females that are around in his. Uh, oh yeah. Campaign headquarters. He's a horn um, dog for sure. He, he certainly is. Um, but you know, they need to discredit the current mayor even more. They need to just bury this guy to the point where it's going to be a shoe in that old Oswald could meet, could be elected mayor. So that means more chaos in the street, which means we get some more bat. It gives Batman something to do because like you said, Chad, we've hardly had any Batman. Yeah. He, he basically just sits in his cave and waits for shit to happen. Um, (laughs) that's very unlike, you know, some of the, some of the other Batman films where he's actually like kind of wandering around Gotham waiting for things like, or like seeing things and, 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 uh, and stopping them from happening. This one, he just kind of sits in his study and waits to wait for the light to go off. Yeah. But this um, is a reactive Batman. Not a, uh, yes. Proactive. Yeah. And, you know, and you know, it's Sorry. Sounds gonna... like he's got about, you got like 500 pages of notes there, Kat. It's actually the stuff I just printed off from you guys. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. That's right. That's five, my, my 500, 500 pages. pages. I, yeah. <laughs> so many that I just, for the first time, did not print them. I'm just looking at them on the screen. Because, uh, I'm like, well, this is going to be a whole tree. I, I just helped a, a kid get a big brother, a big sister, but now I'm going right. to take down a forest. So I yeah. had to balance it out. I will say that, you know, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, unlike real life, uh, the city of Gotham, you know, with this mayor, one of the way they're trying to discredit this mayor is by just mass chaos and, and crime in the streets. But as we've seen in our own country in modern times, crime does not relate to uh, votability because they will <laughs> vote these people in come hell or high water. Right. <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. Uh, I was, so I was going to weigh in on, uh, if I can weigh in on when, when Max was talking to the Penguin. Yeah, and and Please when he do. was in that, that, that room with all, you know, all these people that he paid to kind of like getting started as mayor. And at the very end, he, he said one thing that got the penguin to buy into being mayor. And this, this is one of those other moments where you're going, this is not a kid's movie. <laughs> when he looked in Max, he said, uh, he said, you know, you could have, you know, you know, stardom and money. And then his last line was unlimited poon tang. <laughs> he says that. That's great. And I didn't catch it for years. But as I've gotten older, I, I turned the subtitles on and <laughs> like, I came across and like, I was actually watching with my wife and I said, did that say, un- did he say unlimited poon tang? There you go. Not Wait, a kid's see, poon tang. If you, are you getting that old that you need the subtitles on cap? Or? You know, yes. Yeah. 
Well, I, I you, just tell you, riding a, riding in a fire truck for 26 years. I was, yeah, I was just saying, yeah, year. I'm assuming you're, you're into some noisy situations yeah. throughout your career. If would have been great if you had if you had said to your wife, uh, did he just say unlimited poontang? If her response had been, yeah, sounds amazing, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't the conversation. Oh, <laughs> but he did say Leave that it. in the film. So it Leave is it wild. Cruz. It is a strange line, you know, because I think, but but it does show that Max Shrek has kind of got him pinned, right? He's got. He's got the penguin down. He's giving giving him raw fish, and he's he's playing him like a fiddle, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And obviously, I did not hear the line because it's not part of my five hundred pages of notes. So I was. I remember hearing it. And I I totally forgot about it until Cab just mentioned it. But yeah, it it is an odd. But it, you know, it I, I'll put the subtitles on too, just because I have I have kids and they might be asleep by the time I'm watching movies or something. So I've got the volume turned way low. So I do tend to catch things that I wouldn't have caught or didn't know. Yeah. or ever realized was in there. So, I mean, I That's remember the rock movie. saying it several times, uh, but uh, I did not uh, hear the, hear it here in this movie. All right. So uh, again, there's chaos on the streets. Catwoman is inside Shrek's department store. She's vandalizing things in there. We see the strong man. And of, you know, we got to mention where this strong man's from Chad Cruz. One of the finest Canon films of them all. Of course. Over the top. Hmm. We need to talk over the top of this. At some Agreed. Point. Agreed. It's the, the greatest arm wrestling film that also heavily, <laughs> heavily uh, spends most of his time talking about uh, child custody battles. Yeah. It might have to be our father's day uh, special next year. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> so, well, Terry, uh, the funker, get the funker involved. On funker in there. Yeah. We we've already had a naked Terry funk story on this show. So why not just talk about some of his acting work? Maybe we get PL involved. That might be a good PL. You know what? It, it would be because he does love that movie. So there we go. I, will work, I will work on that. What we should probably need to start planning now for June uh, to get PL <laughs> locked down. So we'll do, we'll work on that. See if we can make that happen. That'd be our new year's resolution. 2023. Get PL back on to do over the top. Um, I love it. We get Batman and Penguin. They come face to face for the first time. Um, and, but before they can really, uh, resolve anything here comes Catwoman. what an entrance she makes is she just flipping over to him and then moments later the little uh bomb setup she's or the she put the uh aerosol cans in the microwave opened up a gas line or two and uh things go boom when you do that it's a very you two you two should be discouraging our listeners from doing such things yeah don't do that Thank you. Uh, I got nothing to say. I'm glad I got two fire safety experts on the call with me and I get, don't do that. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to do it, leave the house afterwards. And if you're going to leave the house, you have to leave it. You have to flip. You have to to do do cartwheels. Cartwheels and flips. And this is probably my favorite moment from Catwoman or one of my two favorite moments is when she's doing her little acrobatic moves here. And then she's just like, meow. And then it blows up behind her. It's pretty awesome. It's like the, you know, the cool guys don't look at explosions, but it's like cool chicks flip away from explosions. Mm-hmm. So twice and as good. It, twice as good. And then we get Catwoman versus Batman, um, which results in him actually saving her, but she doesn't really show her appreciation at all. 
because she stabs him with one of her claws uh, yeah. and then forces him to kind of shove her off the building, which isn't the first time that's happened to her. But fortunately, this time she lands in a truck filled with kitty litter. And I didn't know they transported kitty litter in that fashion. Yep, sure do. Like just open in a, a yep. in a truck like that. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so Oswald the next day announces his bid for mayor. Um, this uh, so Catwoman decides to pay him a visit. And now this line I did hear because she comes in yes. and he says, just the pussy I've been looking for. <laughs> not a kid's movie. Definitely not a kid's movie, but still a Christmas movie. Are we right? Yeah, exactly. It is, it is and, a Christmas movie. Yes. And, and I, I said something to the wife today. I said, we're doing a, a podcast <laughs> on Batman returns. I had nothing to do with, what that line was uh, okay. and she said is that a christmas movie and i said you damn right it's a christmas movie i said if you take christmas out of the film changes the film because you you don't have the tree lighting ceremonies you don't have the everything would be different just like in die hard there's no christmas right. there's no party i mean and it's extra sad at the beginning even i mean it's sad in any regard if you're abandoning your grotesque offspring but to do it on christmas that's extra that's extra cold it's a dagger it really is straight to the heart yeah but back to the pussy that he's been looking for (laughs) um this is probably my favorite part of the film is the Catwoman lying in in the penguin's bed in his little weird penguin loft and uh penguin just trying to like seduce her in a really gross way. Yeah, yeah he's a real he's a real looker. <laughs> he's a real looker. Uh it's a it's a very bizarre scene, but you know, in the end they agree to basically uh work towards the destruction of Batman. Yeah, it's a team up and it that seemed to almost become a, a trend then in all Batman movies that followed is you had to have supervillain team ups. Am I wrong? Am I misremembering? No, you're right. You're right. Well, you, you, the 1966 Batman movie, they all teamed up. Yeah, that's true. It's just been going on since the creation, really. Right. You know, you get. I think when you, your hero is as cool as Batman and he's so uh, he's so good at beating the shit out of these bad guys, like, if you fail, what do you do? You get another bad guy and then you team up and both of your crews can go after him at the same time. It makes sense. And Batman has a deep roster of, of villains, too, so that helps. And they should have bonded over their love of fish, right? Penguin, <laughs> cat, they should have been like, hey, unlimited fish, I got you. That's so really yeah. good. I've... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every once in a while, Chad wow. Cruz will say something intelligent yeah. on this show. Like she, she should have been in there like, it smells delightful up here, you know, because it stinks like raw fish. <laughs> So, so yeah, they've they've now they're going to team up. Oswald challenges the mayor to relight that damn Christmas tree. It's Christmas time in Gotham, and we need some spirit in this on these streets. And he also hopes that Batman is there to preserve the peace. This smells as fishy as the loft <laughs> to me. Yes, a very lofty smell to it. <laughs> so we get Bruce bumping into Selena out on the street. Uh, finds out she has a bit of a dark side, which obviously appeals to him even more because we oh, yeah. know Bruce has quite the dark side. 
He also bites her over. Horn yes. dog. Also, he's a horn well, dog too. Well, yeah, Vicky Vale left quite a while ago, so yeah, he needs. He's missing something. Uh, but uh, he so he invites uh, Selena over for dinner, an early dinner, because you know they both seem to have some excuse as to why they can't be out late that night. Um, they talk a little Vicky Vale. Uh, uh, but the news story comes on that Batman has abducted the Ice Princess, uh, which obviously is not true because Batman's sitting there watching the story. Uh, so both of these uh, characters now have to make a hasty exit, Chad Cruz. They do indeed, and and they were just kind of getting frisky with one another. Uh, oh, yeah. This was really going to be a not-a-kids movie in about <laughs> five more minutes. Right. She was going to start laughing at his ears and, and licking on him and stuff. Rubbing up against him like a cat, mm-hmm. but uh, purring. yeah, they get they get purring, they get interrupted, and and of course, uh, I can't remember which. I think Batman is the first one to leave, but he tries to make up some excuse like, "Hey, Alfred, tell her this happened, that happened. I have to leave." And then of course she walks out shortly after, and Alfred tell Bat tell Bruce I said this or I I had to go to this place. And so they're both making up excuses to go to the same place for. Very different reasons. And yeah, and Alfred didn't have to tell any either of them anything. So I mean, yeah, he he's like, whatever. Pizza. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> if we he get gets over, he starts eating the dinner that they left on the table. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> she told she told Alfred to tell uh, Bruce to, or to make up a dirty limerick. Oh yes, right. a dirty limerick. And he, <laughs> he had it. One uh, just popped up. <laughs> one just popped into my ass. Yeah. Alfred, you dirty, dirty little guy. <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, Alfred, he, he had a good night. Um, the mayor has another speech, um, and Batman is looking for the Ice Princess. But meanwhile, while he's doing that, the Red Triangle Gang has gained access to the Batmobile, which one would think is impossible, but they somehow opened up the protective shell, and now they're in there screwing around with it. Batman does find the Ice Princess, but there's that damn Catwoman there to stop him. That damn Catwoman. Uh, and then we get uh, the poor Ice Princess, whose job, I will point out, was she was the one who was going to hit the plunger and light the Christmas tree. Yeah. Well, she does it, but not in the way originally intended. Yeah, she uh, she didn't have much of a job, but it's very important work. And she was a lovely, lovely she girl. She looked good doing it. She looked good doing it, but... She didn't look good as she was falling from the top of the building and landing on it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's kind of a weird series of events because she's so stupid. Uh, you're almost like you don't feel sorry for her because she's so dumb. Do you think yeah. that they made her that dumb so you wouldn't feel bad for her? Because I didn't feel bad for her. Probably. Because she's like. He's like, stay right there. Don't move. And she's like, oh, I had to talk with her woman to woman or whatever, girl to girl. It's just like, what? It's just, uh, I was almost like, okay, I'm ready for her to be thrown off this building. Yeah, she, she was definitely painted as the stereotypical blonde. Yes. Uh, who, who had no clue at whatsoever what was going on. Uh, and, and well, she wasn't long for the world. And I think that the penguin, didn't he scream lawn dart as he threw a, yeah, lawn dart in the bats an umbrella. <laughs> Another great Danny DeVito. I mean, he's my, he's, over at this the top point, in this. he's my MVP at this point. He's yeah. Good. Real good. Most valuable penguin. Thank you. Oh, very good. 
and, and there's plenty of them in here. So that, that means something. It's not just a, a gimme award. Yes. Uh, so, so yeah, we, and you get the, you know, obviously the, the tension that we see between Bruce and Selena is, is transferred over to Batman and Catwoman, um, as well, despite them obviously being on opposite sides of this, this fight here. Um, but again, Penguin does not have as much luck with Catwoman because when they celebrate their victory, uh, you know, she's like, no, I don't want anything to do with you, you disgusting flippered man uh so you know he gets all ticked off but he's got better things to do because he gets to ride in his toy batmobile or his his little uh one outside the grocery store and you put a quarter in <laughs> right that thing is great <laughs> yeah it, it's 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 good and he gets to control the actual batmobile thanks to the red triangle gang and this is probably one of my favorite scenes uh in the movie with with Batman in the out of control Batmobile just rolling over people and just oh, it, 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 it just just total chaos. There's already been so much chaos, but this this takes the cake for me. Uh, this scene here, and, and, and Brain, I agree. I, I really enjoy that scene, and they've made a bunch of um, like just pulp culture. What do they they make them? They're little dolls, and they they're not a doll, but they're a figure. They got like a like the Funko Pops. Like, yeah, they make they yeah. make that figure with the penguin driving the the batmobile and that little coin operating machine nice. but when yes. i wanted to ask you guys because when i rewatched this there's the fight scene that happens and and since you know you guys have watched probably what thousands of fight scenes i would guess the At fight least. scene where batman has the batarang and the whole gang is standing around him there might be mm-hmm. five or six guys standing around him did it bother you like he has time to program the battery <laughs> before someone decides to like, Hey, he's programming. Maybe we should attack. I know they all stand in a circle and wait. Right. Until he... <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was, well, that's, that's I classic. Though. I mean, the, the, the martial arts movies, I mean, how many times is like a circle of bad guys and they yeah. go one on one at a time at the, the guy right. in the middle. And uh, so I think that was just a play on that. And there's, there's definitely like silliness to the action in this movie. You know, remember when, when the, the big strong man, you know, Batman, he jumps down in front of Batman, Batman punches him. And the guy just kind of stands there. Right. And then Batman like puts like a bomb in his pants <laughs> and then shoves him into like a, manhole or something right and blows him up i mean uh i know batman's not a big killing person in in the comic books or in modern day uh comics or movies or what have you but in this movie he kills a lot of people and he doesn't really care either he just kind of like puts a bomb in a guy's pants and pushes him away and he blows up but i don't oh, know it's, it's interesting he's definitely killing people in this film oh 100 percent and yeah. he's shooting people and deflecting bullets and hitting other people with them. And, and like you said, that, that one scene, I always thought it was funny because some of the action sequences are really funny. You know, even when he shoots the, the, the grappling hook or whatever, and he pulls the brick into the guy's head, that's funny. You know, it's effective and it's funny and it's a good use of, of kind of the surroundings for the action. But the worst part about that scene that you mentioned was when the dog jumps up and catches it and the dog couldn't have jumped more than two feet in the air. Well, and yeah, and of course right. it's that battering that they use to, to set up uh, right. Batman to begin with. So, so do you think that the, did he program it for the dog? Right. 
and not for the woman. Well, That's it, why it was so it, low. It, it, now I'm playing in my head. I'm like, I, I think there's four images of four people on the Batarang. So he had it programmed for the, the, the lady, the dog's mm. lady owner. And, the, and the what a good dog her. protected the lady. Yeah. Good dog. So while he the... does, you're talking about the, the, the killing with the, the, the strong man. And the, how about the flamethrower? When he yeah. turns the bat, turns the Batmobile around and the one yes. guy's like blowing flames at him, turns around. He's like, okay. And he's like thrust. And there you go. Burns that guy. That guy's dead for sure. Yeah. That one's going to leave a mark. Yeah. yeah. I, I did like that Batman, you know, despite being in this out of control Batmobile, had the, the foresight to record what the penguin was saying to him on their like private feed. Right. As he was also <laughs> punching the bottom of the, to the Batmobile floor to get to the undercarriage and get the remote control device. And, and he was doing a lot there. Uh, you know, where most people would probably just be freaked out that they were in an out of control right. vehicle that was going very fast and running into things. Um, but Batman, he's cool under fire. Sure is. And, you know, th that recording, it doesn't take long for it to come into play either because later we get Oswald giving another speech. But back at the Batcave, there's Bruce and Alfred uh, who apparently are able to jam the frequency of the public address system that the penguin thing you got alfred's on, alfred's on the ones and twos and just uh <laughs> just being his, his best dj and just playing the the horrible things that uh penguin said and the crowd all showed up to this speech with tomatoes uh for reasons i'm not sure about it's a grocery day man okay well they all bought tomatoes that day and they yep. all decided to throw them at this man who is now shitting on their city. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was he was basically promised unlimited poontang, and now he's getting tomatoes thrown at him from the crowd. So, I mean, I can you know, I'm I'm finally starting to empathize with the guy. You know, he had, he had a lot going for him there for a minute, and now it's all coming down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he freaks out, opens fire on him, runs back, and you know, someone calls him Oswald. I am not Oswald. Like. I am the penguin. So he goes back yeah. to being what he once was. Um, and, and now he's like, okay, now we're going to do, you know, he, he played along with Max's plan, but now it's like, let's do what we set out to do. And that's kidnap all the firstborn sons of Gotham city, which is what he was in the hall of records doing. That was his research. It wasn't to find out who his parents were. Bruce was right. This son of a bitch was up to something. And he was so, and I didn't notice this years ago. It wasn't until like rewatching this. I was like, oh yeah, he was doing that all along. Mm -hmm. uh, and now we get a, a masquerade ball because what else would you have at Christmas time <laughs> than a costume party? Right. Um, but of course we've got Selena and Bruce show up. No costume because I guess they're tired of wearing masks. This is an opportunity, and for of course, Catwoman just started this gimmick. I could see Bruce being like, Ugh, "Yeah, I wear a mask every freaking night. Do right, I have rubber to wear one too. tonight. Yeah, Do I have to wear one here. Um, I wonder if he has like you know, you get like hat hair if you wear hats all the time. I wonder yeah. if he has like weirdly shaped hair because of his cowl. You know, you think he'd just be bald after a while? Yeah, it just rubs on his scalp. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Of course, he's rich. He could probably afford some sort of hair. Well, of course, it's affordable to anyone. Now, we got one of those, <laughs> uh, those sponsorship deals with uh, four hymns or something. Uh, this is where I would put that plug in. But we don't. Yeah. So you're yeah, not going to hear that from us. Um, we got a little uh, Susie and the Banshees face to face. Okay. A little uh, music there as as Selena and Bruce are there. Bruce admits, hey, I just came because I figured you'd be here. But Selena, she's like, yeah, I wish I could say the same. But she's there for nefarious reasons, Chad Cruz. Yeah, he Bruce is kind of heartbroken. At, you know, She's like, I came here for Max. And he's like, oh, uh, you and Max. And she's like, oh, I'm like going to kill him. <laughs> she's like, oh, okay, well. That's not good either, I guess. But it's right. better than what he was thinking. Right, better. Yeah, who'd want to be with Max? So, but before any of that happens, the penguin shows up in his giant duck. Why does he have a duck? I don't know. It was left it over funny. from the. Uh, it was yeah. Well, it was left over from his hideout. They're in yeah. the, like that that zoo area, that Arctic yeah. Zoo. And and we get the. Uh, we got the, uh, the mistletoe gimmick again. So, you know, the first time as, as Batman and Catwoman had kind of fought on the rooftop and they, they see the mistletoe and I believe Batman says, you know, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. And she said, a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it. Mm-hmm. Now the roles are reversed. They see the mistletoe. She says, you know, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. And he starts to say, it just starts to respond. And then realizes they've kind yeah. of both realized at the same time. Holy crap. I'm even mm-hmm. more turned on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Penguin shows up. He's there for Chip because he is the firstborn son of Max Shrek. But Max convinces him to take him instead. Penguin's cool with it. It's like, okay, you could watch all the other kids drown in your toxic waste. So <laughs> Penguin's very accommodating there for that situation. Um, and uh, so now Batman obviously springs into action, fortunately for the uh, these kids. So they don't have to drown in ways because he gets to the uh, kidnap train before <laughs> the kidnap train before it reaches the its destination and gives the monkey a note. Because why wouldn't you? He gives the monkey a note to take to Penguin. Um, but again, Penguin, you know, he is able to turn on a dime. Because his plan A didn't work, so he gets his penguin army. He's like, let's just kill everybody. Why <laughs> discriminate with firstborn sons, daughters, moms, dads, grandmas? You all could die tonight because I've got penguins yeah. with freaking missiles attached to them. Oh, man. I remember having this toy when I was a kid. Like the the little, I don't know, it was a Kenner maybe who made him. And the, yes. the Batman Returns figures and you just had the, the penguins with the rockets attached to them. And I was like, what am I going to do with this? And I was like, oh, I found a, a way to play with them. Didn't involve Classic. fireworks. Uh, it probably involved fire. I went through a stage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I may still be in that stage. I don't know. Yeah, you're still playing with fires to this day. Uh, so, yeah, penguins there. Somehow he has surveillance footage of, these, of his penguins. Um, Alfred is keeping Batman up to date because he's watching it is the same. There are 100,000 people are expected to die from this penguin attack, which is quite a lot of people. It's a lot. It's not good. It's not a good number. And, you know, you talked about penguins plans, you know, plan A being uh, well, plan A was probably the firstborn sons. Right. And then right. kind of shifted focus. Now he's going to be mayor. 
And then he shifted focus again. Unlimited Poontang. Shifted <laughs> focus once again back to plan A. Now he's on like plan D or E, which yeah. is just like murder everybody. Murder. Yeah. But, you know, he's evolution is important. <laughs> and yet uh, the frequency jamming comes into play again because the penguins are, you know, they have little radio helmet things on. So, oh, they're so could, cute. Could, could guide them. Uh, but Alfred has taken over and they're sending them back. Return, go backwards. Um, Meanwhile, Max has been put in a cage uh, so he could watch the, the babies be thrown in the toxic waste. Um, so he's still in there. So he's trying to get the monkey to help him, which is, again, why not? Uh, <laughs> and Batman is on the way. He's got his, uh, what was that gimmick called, Ian? Because his Batmobile is out of commission, but he could go by sea in his... Uh, uh, the, what, the Batboat? It wasn't a, was it, a, was it just the Batboat? Okay. The bat, well, the bat heard... Boat. They'll call it bat boat, but I've heard people call it a bat ski too. Okay, but I but written it's it's always been written as bat boat. I think it's the Polish people calling it bat ski. (laughs) A little Polish joke, huh? Exactly. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, he he's on the way in the bat ski, and uh, the Red Triangle Gang is, is starting to see the writing on the wall, and they just start slinking off they're gone they're the rats on the ship sorry sorry buddy we're done here uh this is there's no good coming out of this um penguin tries to do the same but at that point batman shows up um and batman has turned the penguin army against their master max does get out of the cage he gets a gun and uh uh-oh but here comes freaking catwoman and we got catwoman versus max she's determined chad cruz to get this man yeah, she's she's not a big fan of his anymore, and and you know he was he wasn't just a bad boss; he was a really bad boss too. Yeah, he her. killed her. Yeah, or he kind of killed to. her. Yeah, it was one. It was her first life, right? And nine lives. So that was her first one that she lost. But yeah, he's a real piece of crap, and 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 even more so now, knowing what everybody knows about him, and uh, Batman, and then Bruce, Batman, and then Bruce both try to kind of convince her to stop what she's doing and let's go away together and takes his mask off and shows his face to Max Shrek, which is a surprising move. But, uh, well, luckily yeah, he, Max... he doesn't, it doesn't, he doesn't connect the dots right away. Yeah. No, he's Bruce, like, Bruce, why are you wearing that? <laughs> what an idiot. Was that, was that for my masquerade party? What? Oh, but, yeah. Shouldn't but, Batman's, uh, shouldn't Batman's cow be harder to rip off than it was? You would think, yeah, because you would think yeah. in all his action, it would have gotten right. ripped off. He just in, like in just barely rips it off. Well, and then of course, you know, he rips it off, and he doesn't have any mascara around his eyes or eyeshadow. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. The scene before, you know, if you he had the black, but you know, mm-hmm. continuity, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're nitpicking now. Though the new the new Batman, he wears it. You know, he wears the eye black, yeah. like he's. Yeah. Uh, but that's probably probably because people like you complained about this. <laughs> I'm like, where's the eye bat black? Where's the Polish boat that he was driving? I didn't see all this stuff. <laughs> yes. Where is it indeed? So we get that. He's like, Hey, come on, don't kill this guy. We'll take him to the police. We'll go home together. We're the same. We're the, we're two peas in a pod. We've got this split life that we're doing. 
you know, this would be perfect. We would understand each other better than anybody else. But Selena, she's she's not into this fairy tale ending. Um, she's she's there to kill freaking Max Shrek. Max shoots Bruce, then he shoots Selena a bunch of times, but not before she can give him the most electrifying kiss in comic book movie <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, and we're not talking about, you know, shuffling your feet and giving them the old, you know, carpet right. shock. The zapper, yeah. The zapper. Uh, she uses the uh, the stun gun from earlier that she had, the taser that she had taken off the Branscombe Richmond and uh, gives him the kiss of death, literally, as she mm-hmm. kisses his face and zaps his head at the same time. Yeah, it kind of looked like... Uh home alone there for a minute or yeah, when, find it. when they find it when Batman goes looking for her and he just sees uh, Shrek with his hair all cr- even more crazy than ever that's good and she, no no sign of Selena though and no, she no grabbed sign. she grabbed like the power line above her too didn't she yes yeah she, so there, it wasn't just a taser that you know cooked this guy yeah she juiced him good she yeah. juiced him good Penguin is alive for a moment, but uh, then just drops dead. Just dead. And then some penguin pallbearers show up, and yeah. he kind of gets a almost a Viking funeral type situation. And he grabbed an umbrella, and he was like, oh, I grabbed the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> it was the one with the toys. Not yeah, it was his, cute. Uh, he tried. He, he fought to the very end. Um, but rest in peace, Penguin. Uh, Alfred and Bruce, then we see them driving home on apparently Christmas Eve, maybe Christmas Day. I don't know. Bruce, did he see? Did he see Selena or is he just seeing her everywhere? We don't know. He adopts a cat. They exchange their Merry Christmases. There's the bat signal in the sky. We see Catwoman is alive and credits. Danny Elfman, take us home. And Ian, what are your final thoughts on Batman Returns? Uh, you know, I've, I've seen it a bunch, uh, seen it when it first came out as a kid and it's, it grows on me more and more. Uh, the more I watch it, uh, I watch it probably once a year, uh, definitely around Christmas. And, uh, it's a, it's a must right up there with all those other, you know, must Christmas films like Die Hard and Die Hard 2. Um, it's, it, it's a little weird, but, uh, if the, like, see, you've seen it as many times as I have, you know, you just learn to appreciate it. And it's uh, it's just staple Tim Burton. Uh, I think he nailed it. And uh, and I'm sorry to see him go when after he just won the first two. It'd been nice to see him do a third one. Agreed. Agreed. Chad Cruz. Uh, I too enjoy it thoroughly. I think that the characters. I think that the actors are all just kind of like they're all in on it. Michelle Pfeiffer is fantastic. I think that the one scene where she's got the whip and she's hitting the mannequins. I believe I, I, I feel like someone said that she did that in real life. Like she had practiced so much that she did it all in one try. Uh, if that's true, that's even more badass. But uh, DeVito as the Penguins, phenomenal. I mean, my only gripe about this movie is that there's not enough Batman in it. But mm-hmm. um, and that's only because there's so many great villains. You know, they, uh, um, I love the villains, love the uh, love the action that we get, and it's. Uh, like, like Cap said, it's a shame that Burton never did anymore and we were left kind of like these really not great versions of Batman movies after this. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, and again, maybe if they made this one a three-hour spectacular like the Batman, we would have had more Batman, but uh, yeah. I don't think at that point they were willing to do such a thing. So yeah, we did get limited Batman. But again, a, a great... I, I agree with both of what you guys said. This one you know, is one I'd like to, to revisit when I'm watching Lethal Weapon and the Diehards. And, and uh, yeah, it's a great Christmas action movie. And uh, if you have not seen it, folks, check it out. Uh, if or at least if you have not seen it in a good long while, I know it is currently streaming on HBO Max uh, for you streamers who may not have the physical copy. Um, but uh, yeah, plenty of so that's one easy option to check this one out this holiday season. All right, we are going to wrap things up after this commercial break here on the Bulletproof Podcast. Chris the Brain, Chad Cruz, and Ian Garriott with you on the Bulletproof Podcast. It's our big Christmas special as we have just discussed Batman Returns. And you can discuss whatever you'd like to discuss with us on social media at Bulletproof Pod, on Twitter and at Bulletproof Action, on Facebook and Instagram. You know, if you get some uh, Christmas-related items or action-related items this Christmas, share it with us on Twitter at Bulletproof Pod. Chad Cruz, do you have a any uh, action movies you have on your, your Christmas list this year? You know, this may be the first year I've not put any films on my list. Uh, it's just kind of weird. Um, usually um, that's, you know, people ask me, Hey, you got to put some stuff on a list. So I know what to buy you. And this year I've made a concerted effort to put no list in, in any type of written form. Uh, I don't want anybody to buy me anything. Just leave me alone when it comes to gifts. If I want it, I'll buy it myself. I'm guessing that it's, it's not going to be a problem for people. Um, I'm, you know, you would think that, but they still find crap to buy. You know, I don't. That and that's you know sometimes why you come up with the list because they're, if they're going to buy anyway, buy something you want. But uh, yeah, I've definitely put uh, Top Gun Maverick on my okay. because I've never I've yet to see it, and I know it's, oh, it's like the biggest action movie of the freaking year. So if I don't get it from somebody. I can rest assured on Christmas night. I will, if I, especially if I have an Amazon card to spend, uh, I'll be on the uh, old Amazon ordering mm-hmm. a Top Gun uh, Maverick. Maybe even the two pack. I think there's a two pack with both. Okay. And 4K. So that might be the, the, where I go if, if somebody has not uh, procured that for me. That's a lot Ian, of K's. Yeah, I know. Ian, uh, what's on your Christmas wish list this year? Uh, well, I, I, I don't know if this is appropriate. This isn't, you know, this is an action. Uh, podcast, but I'm I'm looking forward to Terrifier two, so I'm just mm. that's on my list. Mm. Since I'm a big Halloween guy, but I got to wait, you know, until it comes out, and then I'll buy it. Gotcha. All right. Well, again, folks, thank you for joining us all this year. I mean, it's been a quite a 2022. We will be back in 2023. Uh, we hope you all have a, a very merry Christmas if you're celebrating or whatever you are celebrating this holiday season. Safe and happy new year as well. Right, Chad Cruz? That's right. Especially the safe. You know, don't put cans of aerosol in your microwave. (laughs) Uh, Don't throw your baby in the river. Uh, There's so many lessons that we could have learned from this movie uh, specifically. And, you know, we want you to carry those lessons into the new year. You know, don't just do them, not do them on Christmas. Don't do them at all. Okay. Because. Correct. Babies and rivers, they they cause all kinds of problems. 
So they grow up to be penguins, goddammit. So, you know, don't do it. Yeah, please don't. But please don't. But you know what, what we would like you to do is join us again when we return in 2023. We would like you to visit bulletproofaction.com uh, as, as often as you humanly can. And uh, yeah, anything else, Chad, before I just just go. Merry just go Christmas. And, Merry Christmas. That's a, that's a nice way to go. So thank you, everyone. Merry Christmas. And as always, stay tuned for more of the Bulletproof Podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 